Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings, listeners. You're back where it's at on the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited once again to bring you a new edition of Talking with T. It's January 9th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, actor Omari Hardwick, rapper Sean Paul, Princess Kate Middleton, Richard Nixon, the 37th president, Beyonce's father Matthew Knowles, and Earl Graves, founder of Black Enterprise. On this day in 2007, Apple's iPhone was first revealed. On this date in 1914, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity was founded at Howard University. It is also on this date that Fisk University was founded in Nashville, Tennessee. On the national calendar, today is recognized as National Clean Off Your Desk Day, which is always the second Monday in January. I guess this falls in line with January being considered as Get Organized Month. I want to start today's show with our happy highlights. My first happy highlight is about Eric Escamilla from Big Spring, Texas. He has created something called a blessing box. He says that if you want 2017 to be the best year of your life, do something good for somebody else. People can contribute to the box and people can take from the box. He said that ramen noodles were a very popular item. You can add non-perishable items like shampoo or soap. I think this is a marvelous idea. Simple yet effective. Easy to manage with the potential for a big impact. I googled Blessing Box for an image and found that several people have utilized this idea in their own communities. Today's next happy highlight features a restaurant in Montreal. The motto of the restaurant is everyone deserves to eat, no questions asked. The Marche restaurant offers free food to those who can't afford to pay for a meal. The owners posted their motto months ago after noticing a number of homeless people in the area in need of a warm meal. Each week, I stumble across good people doing good things. If you come across a happy highlight, please share it with me. The theme for this month is Don't Drop the Bomb, and we have talked about making sure that you carry your weight. You want to make sure that you keep your word and do the things you say you're going to do. You also want to make sure that you don't drop the ball on your own goals or dreams. I am delighted to share that we have a new contributor on the Talking with T team. My good friend will bring us a segment called Tips from Tarika. Let's check out what she has to say. Since the theme of the month is don't drop the ball, I had to give a tip on the difference between borrowing something and having something. When you borrow something, that means you have intentions of paying it back. When you borrow something, you need to make sure you have a time frame on when you plan on paying or giving that item back or paying that person back. So if you're going to borrow something, you say, I'm going to get this back to you right after I wear it. I'm going to get this back to you as soon as I get paid. And you do that. If it's Friday, then it'll be Friday. Now, Friday comes and you see that 
it's going to be a little difficult for you to get that back or to return it. Then you call that person and say, this Friday's not good, but I should have it next Friday. Keep an open line of communication when you borrow something from somebody. They're not going to forget, even though sometimes they act like they're not going to bother you or they've forgotten about it. Really, they haven't forgotten. They're just holding you at your word. So remember, when you're borrowing something, have that date or that time of when you're going to return it. If you are not going to pay it back or you don't know when you're going to pay it back, then you just say, let me have it. Just be honest with people. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get this back to you. I don't know when I'm going to get my check. I don't have a clue. Go ahead and just let me have it. Then that way, ain't nobody feeling funny when y'all see each other again. It ain't no hard feelings. They know they don't need to look for no payback. That's the best thing you can do. I've done it several times. I do it quite a bit. When I when I borrow something, I borrow it. And I make sure I pay it back. Or at least I'm in constant communication letting me know when to expect it. When I know that I don't see no bright future, nothing great happen, I'll go ahead and say, let me have it. And then that way, everybody's good. Nobody's uncomfortable. So that is one of the tips from Tarika that I want to share with you this month. And there you have it, the tips from my lips, and I've been talking with you. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're listening to Talking with T. Justified. Through his blood we've been given life And when we die we'll be seated with the most high That's right. Anointing I need a double portion Safe inside of his will When the storm is coming We ain't tripping but the world bugging Living right in God's sight That's a touchy subject Motivation 
You can say what you wanna say. Say what you wanna say. You can hate if you wanna hate. But if you hating, you my motivation. If you hating, you my motivation. Give me limits, I may lemonade. I'm showing love when you give me hate. Uh, they talking fear, but I'm living faith. Born again every day, that's a clean slate. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can hate me if you wanna. Cause hating only, only made me stronger. And I ain't looking for no drama, but when it comes, I won't run. I'm suited up and on me. Trusting in the word of God. Uh, I'm turned up, ain't no turning off. And I put that on everything. You wanna hate, you can hate while I do my thing. You can say what you wanna say. Say what you wanna say. You can hate if you wanna hate. Hate if you wanna hate. If you hate and you my motivation. If you hate and you my motivation. You're inside talking with T. And now it's time for our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Amarosa is set to join the Trump cabinet as public liaison leader focusing on public engagement and outreach. I don't think that many of us are shocked or surprised by this latest appointment. Sadly, a fight breaks out at comedian Ricky Harris's funeral. I really have no words for this. I don't know why people chose that location and that time to dishonor the seriousness of such an event. Bristol County, Massachusetts Sheriff Tom Hawkins has offered prison inmates as labor to build Trump's border wall. A six-year-old North Carolina girl was shot by her 11-year-old cousin who was given a shotgun for Christmas. Not sure why the 11-year-old's parents thought this was a good idea. For the first time, an African-American will board the International Space Station. More than 100 astronauts have visited the International Space Station since it was launched in 1998. Now, two decades later, Jeanette Epps will be a part of Expedition 56 in 2018, making her the first African-American and the 13th woman to join the International Space Station. And while we're on the subject of space, the anticipated story of the black female scientist that helped NASA has hit the theaters. Hidden Colors is a part of our history that needs to be understood and celebrated. Make sure you check it out and support this movie at the box office. Viola Davis was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Congratulations to her and this accomplishment. We all know she is a beast when it comes to acting. Let's now welcome the know-it-all Professor Jay and our lead investigator and most often instigator, P.I. Pam, to the show as we review our trending news. So the first big story we have trending in the news this week is about a gunman that opened fire in the Fort Lauderdale airport, killing five people and wounding eight others. Esteban Santiago, which is the accused, actually checked his firearm in with his luggage. Santiago had joined the National Guard in Puerto Rico back in 2007. In 2010, he was in Iraq for 10 months before moving on to the reserves and then the National Guard. He was discharged this past August for unsatisfactory performance. Then I also read that he was being prosecuted for strangling his girlfriend. We've talked about the lack of support for those suffering from mental health issues. And Santiago's family said that he had been seeking help for his issues and hadn't received any assistance. 
So I don't know if they're going to try to use that as a defense or not, but this was definitely a sad and tragic story. I can't just imagine what was going through people's minds. And then I saw on the news today where they actually showed some of the victims, and it just broke my heart. I know, but, you know, you think about, you know, him not getting the necessary mental health, you know, appointments, and they said he's been calling, trying to get appointments. People weren't calling back. But regardless of that, who checked him in and let the gun go through? Somebody slipped up at that point. Well, now can you check in your guns or whatever and check baggage? I don't know, because no. him walking, it looked like he had his, you know, the video, he was walking, he just pulled it out of his pants. Like, I don't know. Or do they let certain people like military and police check theirs? Oh, no, that's a good, good question. I didn't think about that. And let's say I'm going hunting. How do I get my guns there? Do you ship them, or are you allowed to check those at the airport? Yeah, but it just uh-huh. it seems it seems strange because they, you know, they make you pour out your whole bottle of conditioner. Right, right, right. You They'll know. make you even give up a whole bottle of water. So you know how a gun managed to get through the checkpoint is absolutely positively mind-boggling to me. Right, and then I guess I'm speaking of check luggage and that it's going to go in through baggage claims. You're right, he pulled it out of his bag, so I don't think you checking it and being able to carry it with you should be allowed. That, that's something they might need to look into and see. Well, and just think had they been in the air. I mean, oh it could have been many more casualties. I don't know what set him off um, in the airport, but like I said, it was just a sad story. and. I know it's trending in the news, and we get multiple stories of tragedy, but when people just kind of go off like this, you start thinking about their families and even the family of the person that committed the crime. You know, they suffer a loss as well. So we'll just keep all of them in our prayers, and hopefully 2017 won't be full of many more stories like this. You think about the people that were from Gatlinburg, the people from the aquarium that were at the airport, and he said it seems like they have a guardian angel because they escaped the wildfires from up there, and then they go to the airport, and they're right directly behind the shooter. You can actually see them on the video walking behind Wow. Them. Wow. Well, thank God for their guardian angel. Speaking of stories that continue to trend on our show that we don't want to report, but we need to make sure that people are aware, Stephen Kyle Goodlett a principal, now I guess former principal of a high school in Kentucky, was indicted this past Wednesday on federal charges of possessing and transporting child pornography. He admitted to taking student cell phones so that he could steal nude images and then trade them online. So I guess problem number one is that he had a steady stream of nude images that were found on student phones, which brings us to the issue of sexting and inappropriate use of technology and all of that. We'll save that for another show. But the bigger problem is the number of authority figures getting caught up in child pornography or exploitation. And, you know, I think they need to make a serious example of these offenders. They need to wear the proverbial scarlet letter while they're serving their time in jail. And I'm just, uh, I'm trying to wrap my mind around the whole idea of 
you know, him taking the phones with the intent to scroll through these students' phones. Not that, you know, the students are off the hook for having such images in their phones because let's just be realistic here. I don't think very many of them are paying the bills on their own. I think the parents would be unpleasantly surprised to find some of the images that they found in these phones if the parents were to scroll through them. So, you know, again, the kids aren't off the hook, and nor is this principal. And here again, as an educator, I find it mind-boggling that someone would stoop to that level, someone who has given all of these years of study, shelled out all this money, because as we know, uh, Tanisha, you and I both know, being a teacher and moving up in the ranks is not something that comes cheap. You know, you, right. you got to you got to put your time in, you got to put your money in, and to throw it all away over something that is careless as wanting to see somebody's naked child on a phone is just absolutely positively stupid to me. It's very stupid. And what's disgusting about it is that he was actually trading those images. And in order to conduct a trade, that means there had to be somebody on the other end. And as right. we know, they have busted these sex rings and these Internet sites that are selling children and putting them up almost for auction. It, I'm just horrified at the thought of these particularly authority figures. Now, you know, we have the average run-of-the-mill person that we don't trust because we don't know them and they're not in a position where they interact with children on a regular basis. But when we think about the number of police officers, ministers, and educators that have been called just in this past year, it scares me. And I need to be able to trust these people with my children. But unfortunately, you can't. No, you can't. Not when they're doing things things like this. And like you said, right. there's got to be someone on the other end. And so are they going after them too? Well, uh, you know, I would hope so. I would hope so. A lot of times when these cases go down, it's a part of a sting. So, you know, I don't know if he made the news in particular because of his profile or his rank or, you know, his position as a principal, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that he didn't go down alone. Right. He better go in there like Nino Brown. <laughs> what you say? That's why I said. Because I, I, I hate to wish ill on people. But in his case, I hope he goes in there and we all know what happens to those type of offenders when they're let out into general population. And that's where they need mm-hmm. to drop him off. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's move on, and I really don't want to give a lot of time to politics this week because I know we're all burnt out on it, and, of course, over the next couple of weeks, several stories are going to rise as we approach the inauguration and uh, the first uh, little bit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, get your soda water and crackers to settle your stomach because we're just going to have to see what happens in the first few weeks as Donald Trump takes office. But to help us with that, and as people who plan to attend the inauguration, the D.C. Cannabis Coalition, 
announced plans to hand out 4,200 joints of marijuana for free during the upcoming inauguration. And they'll start passing out joints at 8 o'clock in the morning on January 20th on the west side of DuPont Circle. And recipients of the free weed are encouraged to start smoking about four minutes into Trump's inaugural address. Now, one thing I want to say is that this is legal that it's legal to possess marijuana. It's just not legal to sell it. So I don't want people all over the country and in places where they might jeopardize their own freedom and maybe get into some legal trouble to join in this planned weed smoking event during the inauguration. <laughs> now, incidentally, ads on Craigslist are selling empty food storage bags with a free gift of marijuana. And the marijuana is said to simply be a free legal gift. And the bags, though, are selling from 20 to $90. And I guess this is creative marketing. So evidently, as marijuana becomes legal across different states, you can have it. You just can't legally sell it. And so, of course, people are finding a way around this and coming up with some quite ingenious workarounds. But again, this group is going to pass out over 4,000 free joints during the inauguration. And I'll say this, if that's going to help you get through the Great Orange One's inaugural address, you know, whatever helps you. Puff, puff, pass. You probably got to be, you got to be high to sit through that. The rest of us, whatever other coping mechanism that we need to enact, you know, for some of us it's going to be our favorite food. Uh, some of us it's going to be a refreshing beverage of whatever variety. <laughs> Others of us are just going to turn the whole inauguration off until you know, regular TV comes on. Whatever you need to do in order to cope mm-hmm. with the festivities or lack thereof, Inauguration Day, go forth and be great. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, Jay, you and I and Pam have come across a story that's been going on back and forth and causing a little bit of a divide among the saints. And I would like for you and all your wisdom to share with us what in the world is going on with Kim Burrell. Oh, right. I've been trying to gather my thoughts and intelligently figure out what I'm going to say about Kim Burrell because the three of us, you know, we've talked among ourselves prior to today's show and, you know, we've kind of Boiled this whole thing down to it being really what the truth of the matter is, at mm-hmm. least from Jay's perspective. Okay, so, and for those of you who have not been on social media for whatever reason, you've been under a rock or you just don't <laughs> give a flying fig, here's the deal. Gospel singer Tim Burrell, who is known for infusing jazz and whatnot into the gospel music industry, is the pastor of the Love and Liberty Fellowship Church in Houston, Texas. And there was a two-minute clip that recently hit social media where she preached about the perverted, I quote, the perverted homosexual spirit and how if you play with this perverted homosexual spirit in 2017, you're going to die. 
All oh. right. And she, yes, that's what she said. And she even went so far as to mention Bishop Eddie Long, who, for those oh. of us who are in the church community, have been a little astonished by his recent appearance. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, of course, says that he attributes his change in appearance to an all-vegetable diet, whereas others have, of course, offered their, perhaps, hypotheses on the sudden change in his appearance. Pastor Kim Burrell, on the other hand, blamed it very specifically on HIV. So she Ooh, called out man. Long's name. Yeah, she called out no. Long's name and said how it was pretty much a disgrace to see this preacher who has been ravaged by AIDS, been ravaged by HIV. So, of course, this whole two-minute clip caused, like I said, a lot of concern among the saints and even among the ain'ts, I dare say, because <laughs> the LGBT community said that her delivery was totally out of order. And, of course, shortly after this clip, this two-minute clip went viral, she issued a sorry, not sorry apology video in which she claimed that the word that she spoke was for her church. All right. And, of course, it was not without backlash. Anyone who's gone to see Hidden Figures, and if you have not, let me just go ahead and throw this shameless plug in. If you've not gone to see Hidden Figures, please go see it, uh, regardless of everything that has transpired with Kim Burrell. She's on the Hidden Figures soundtrack. She was supposed to perform the song from the soundtrack on the Ellen DeGeneres show with Pharrell, but of course, Ellen quickly canceled Kim Burrell's appearance, stating that Kim said some things that were very derogatory towards Ellen DeGeneres herself. And so that appearance was quickly cut, and I mean quickly. Pharrell shortly came on thereafter and spoke very eloquently about how, uh, as people, we are to love. And that is the overarching message that as a gospel singer, as a musician, and as people, we are to convey, we are to do. So um, that wasn't the only backlash that Kim Burrell has received. She was supposed to be honored at the BMI Trailblazers of Gospel Music Awards, but because of her sermon or the clip from said sermon, her appearance has been cut from that as well. The organization BMI has uninvited her. And her radio show from Texas Southern University has also been canceled. Now, yeah. So, again, here's here's the thing. Of course, this has caused a lot of division among the gospel music community. And a lot of gospel artists have been silent. Some have spoken and have aired their opinion, including but not limited to, as from what I've seen on social media, Shirley Caesar, Bishop Jason Nelson, and a couple of other gospel music personas. And they've offered their various opinions on what Kim Burrell has said, whether or not they agree with what she said. But here's the thing, and this is Jay's take on the whole matter. Do I necessarily agree with how the message was delivered, and even some of the things that she said? No. And, of course, we look at it from a biblical standpoint. You know, the Bible says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. 
And anybody who watched this two-minute clip and the two-minute clip alone can clearly see that the message was not necessarily delivered with the most loving tone, okay? Mm. And that's, that's pretty much my perspective on it. And to address the issue of the sermon or what she said being for her house, okay, I, I get that to an extent, but we live in an era of social media where what you preach is not simply for your house anymore. We've got saints coming in with their phones, and several people have said, well, you know, if you're giving a message that's only for your house, tell the saints, don't video this or have the ushers to collect the phones at the door. Okay. <laughs> Let's, now, now, I don't know how realistic that's going to be, particularly if you have a very sizable congregation. Now, if you have a congregation of 10, if you know that, you know, you're going to speak something to your congregation that may not necessarily be for the public, all right, if you got 10 folks, tell your ushers, hey, Sister Usher, everybody's <laughs> coming in here with a cell phone, Hit them at the door. All right. And the third thing, <laughs> as the three of us have discussed in preparation for today's show, Timberell has she got she had this appearance on Ellen. She's even mm-hmm. been featured on one of Frank Ocean's songs. And anybody who follows Frank Ocean knows that he is that he has often had gay lyrics in his in much of his music. So okay. if as I said before, as we were preparing, if she's got her pinky toe over in the world, over in the secular arena, dealing with a group of people perhaps that she may at some point find herself, quote unquote, preaching against, you know, I think that perhaps she could have been a bit more mindful in her delivery as to what she said and how she said it, okay? And, you know, again, I'm pretty sure there are several people who may not agree with me, but, you know, it is what it is. And all we can really do at this point, uh, as they said in the color purple, is kind of sit and see what color the walls are going to turn. Other people have advocated, <laughs> you know, praying for Timberell, which, you know, I'm not opposed to. Because as Christians, as believers, everybody needs prayer. So, you know, I'm at, I, honestly, I'm at a point where, I'm not wanting to see yet another post about this whole issue. So I'm really hoping that it's squashed, truth be told, because there are other other things that we need to worry about. Well, you know, it's dangerous when you start treading in the water of judgment. And I believe you gave your spiel well, because I believe in love above all else. And there have been different topics and different things that people have gone into controversy as kind of split sides. And generally, I side on love because from what I understand in the Bible, and I'm not a scholar, but I am a believer, is that it's our job to love. Mm -hmm. And it's God's job to judge and hold people accountable for their actions. And I do understand the Bible, and I believe in the integrity of the word. But a part of that says that I cannot judge my fellow man. My job is just to love them. And God will handle the rest. And, of course, our ways are not his ways. And also, there's no greater or lesser sin. And so when you start to pass judgment, you have to be very careful since none of us are perfect. 
And if you start saying, and you know, I don't know necessarily that it was wrong for her to teach or preach from the word, but I think it's the delivery. When you start condemning people, that's very dangerous. When you say somebody is going to die, that's the same as damning them. Right. And mm-hmm. I know, I don't know everything, and maybe not even a lot, but I know that. I know we're not supposed to do that. And so I can see now that you've explained the pretty much the whole gist of this story, why it's, it's caused such a controversy. But like you said, you know, by next week it'll be something else. And we'll we'll just see what happens. But she is starting to lose some of her funding. And I think, Jay, as you mentioned, when you say if you start dipping your pinky toe in the secular world, then you have to expect uh some things to come of that. So I think a part of what people are upset about is the hypocrisy of it all, you know, being wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't mingle with a group that you want to condemn. And I believe that right there and move on to the next story. Cause yeah, but, but before you do, let me say this. Uh-oh, I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to go back. You were trying to go past my stuff. You were trying to go out real fast. But guess what's going on? Put the brakes on it. Put the brakes on it. Okay. I got something to say. <laughs> yes, yes, Madam Pam. No, I just want to say that I love Ellen. And, you know, Ellen, when Pharrell was on there, they talked about it. But they talked about it in the most professional way that that they could, you know, without, you know, going out. But my thing is, how are you going to talk about homosexuals and homosexuality to go on a lesbian show. I mean, did she really think that they was going to let let her off? She ain't never like Kim Burrell from Sunday's Best. You know, and then, <laughs> then, then she got Sister Shirley. That, that, that is what's funny. Sister Wait a minute. Shirley Caesar. <laughs> you know, she got Sister Shirley Caesar, you know, having her back. But then when she started losing some of them coins, I guess Sister Shirley Caesar, she put out another message and said, you know what, well, I didn't mean it like that. Okay. She said, you know, surely all about them coins, Jaden. You said it a few weeks ago. Yeah, and, but see, here's, here's the thing. Well, two things. All right. Of course, we know Kim Burrell has not been the most pleasant person when it comes to dealing with people, as evidenced from her appearance on Sunday Best and even from talking to other people who have been in the gospel music industry and who have been in certain circles with her. They say that she can be, uh, they, she can be a bit much. I, I even think about the time that when a major religious group would have their annual meetings here in Memphis, you know, she was one of the leaders, one of the leaders of the music department in this organization. And uh, I was in the choir. And of course, you know, we were told that we have to exercise some sort of decorum in this national meeting and you know we're not to just do whatever we want to do because number one we're in the choir we're supposed to be representing Christ we're supposed to be representing the music department and even more importantly we were on camera okay so you know we had to look like we were involved in the message even if the message that was being preached was at nine o'clock at night and we had worked all day and we were tired Kim pulls out a brush and begins to brush her hair in the choir stand. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Oh, Jay has spilled the tea. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's too much. And I want to know what Sister Donna McClurkin thinks about it. Oh, 
Wait just a but, minute. But never That's mind. why he's he, he, he delivered. Carry on. Jay. Huh? Jay. Jay. Huh? Did you not prep us for this segment? When I was getting ready to move on to our next story, why did you not let me? If you could have just jumped in and helped us out. Well, I was I, I was trying to, and I was gonna I was I was gonna talk about Pastor Shirley Caesar because there has been some some questions about you know what she said, and there's been a whole clip that was posted on social media again, much like. Pastor Kim's message, people are saying that, you know, we only saw two minutes of it. We have not seen the whole message. But the whole Shirley Caesar opinion, Shirley Caesar take on the whole matter was posted. And she pretty much said that if Kimberrell was going to speak out about this, she should have spoken out about it four years ago when President Obama signed this into law. And those were very close to her exact words. But at the same time, she also said, that we all have skeletons in our closet. So, you know, we don't really have the right to condemn anybody. And, of course, again, much like anything else that has happened along these same lines, uh, Shirley Caesar came in and did a video clip with another well-known television minister in which she said that, her goal is to love love everybody. You know, she's a Christian, she's a pastor, and you know, she preaches the word, blah blah blah. So, you know, it's a whole it's a whole situation of I said this and then I'm going to say this, which may or may not sound like what I said before. It's just spinning totally out of control in my opinion. And like I said, I, I'm I'm waiting for the moment that we can be over it and move on to the next, but at the same time you know, we, I think this has opened up a very interesting, uh, door for dialogue, for conversation, and for, you know, the saints and everybody to really examine themselves, examine their motives. Yeah. 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 So true. Can I move on now? Yeah. yeah I, I, I think, I think we've, we've said, said enough. Carry on. Okay. All right. Well, our last story in Trending News is one of the most viral stories of the week. Four African-Americans were charged with a hate crime after a Facebook video shows an attack on a white mentally disabled man in Chicago. So let me start by saying that this was indeed a shameful and disgusting act. And the video is hard to watch. And it went viral quickly with the perpetrators saying things like F Trump and F white people and doing the video, which the four have admitted to, they are shown beating and kicking the victim while making him drink toilet water, and then they cut his clothes and some of his scalp. Now, additionally, I personally feel that these four should have a book thrown at them. I don't condone what they did. I am no way in agreement with what they did, and any consequence that they are served, then they deserve. But I feel that some others have committed hate crimes and should be equally punished. This cycle is likely to continue without consistency and punishment. So what I'm saying is, I don't know that many people heard this story because it wasn't as viral. There was an incident where there was a white guy who had sodomized a disabled black boy with a coat hanger. And he was actually let go with a slap on the wrist and probation. Now, this doesn't diminish what they did. I agree they're vile, they're horrific and all of that. 
doesn't diminish that at all. But what I am saying is that anyone of any color in any town, in any court, should be dealt with in the same harsh manner when it comes to this type of crude behavior. And I'm not trying to make it a race issue. I'm just saying there are inconsistencies in punishment for these types of crimes. The same thing that we talked about with some of these sex offenders. There are inconsistencies mm -hmm. in the punishment. It is no way that if you thought you were going to be thrown under the jail, that you would sit there and do a Facebook live video of you assaulting somebody. Now, you're talking wow. about having some type of mental issues. That right there shows that you have some incompetency somewhere. They mentioned that he was mentally disabled and they went to school together. I don't know if they all in a special class together or what was going on. But like I said, this was about one of the most trending stories that uh, hit the news this week. And I, and I was sad by it. It was sickening. Yeah, it really, it really, it really was, cause regardless if they was black, white, green, purple, whatever color, what they did was, and then the video, that's what I would get. What was the point of videoing it and put it, putting it on Facebook Live for everybody to see? Like you said, state, they little elevators didn't go to the top floor because, okay, you might as well just drove yourself on to the jail. Oh, right. It was just crazy. Yeah. Because yeah, somebody yeah. was going to report it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And if they hadn't videoed it, you know, I mean, who to explain how the man ended up beat up? They cut his scalp. I mean, anyway, I just, I just want to say this kind of stuff with these young people needs to stop happening. We talked last mm -hmm. week about the rise in in violence and how they seem to be numb to it, like it's a sport. They video all these fights and things like that. We need to cut it out. I don't know how we need to do it, but whatever steps, we need to start taking them now. And if it takes a year or five years, we need to make some changes in the culture and the expectations of these behaviors in our young people before it gets so far out of control that we can't reel it back in. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, let's see. You know what? Let's see what's weird and offbeat going on in the news, and we're going to do one more story and see what we have in today's Crazy Chronicles. So, hmm, okay. I'm not perfect. Neither is anyone else. However, there are certain professions that require a higher standard of living as role models to society, and one of those is being pastors. Pastor John Thomas Lindsay, who pastors True Love Church of Refuge, was recently charged with nine counts of robbery with a dangerous weapon and nine counts of conspiracy to commit robbery with a dangerous weapon, in addition to possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Now, this saint allegedly robbed 2711, a family dollar store, a Circle K, and two Sam's marks, and it's reported that drugs were the suspected motive. And members of his congregation say, of course, they're sad and disappointed, but they love him, and they'll continue to pray for him. And the news story said that the ministry will continue, and they will continue to preach the gospel. So, again, here we have someone who is vowing to be a role model. Not one accident. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did y'all hear me? 
nine counts of robbery. That is crazy. He was going from the the 7-Eleven to Sam. He had a variety of different uh, places. I mean, it's not like he robbed anywhere, you know, that was big time. Right, and this is somebody else's elevator. Not only does it not reach the top floor, I don't think the buttons work for it to move at all because, one, you're a pastor, okay? So you easily recognize. I mean, those are puppet figures. But instead of hitting at all of these little stores, and I'm not an expert in crime, just understand that. Why wouldn't you pick one place that you might be able to get a little bit of change instead of getting $5 here and $10 there? And then, I, I mean, okay. But his complication supports him, so I don't know if they need to contribute more money to the building fund or what they need to do for their pastor, but I am, you know, I'm, okay, well, this landed in the crazy chronicles for a reason. I'm tired of stories like this, too. Yeah, because, you know, and people say, well, you know, you put pastors on a pedestal. You know, they're human, too. But like you said, there's some things that your pastor should not be doing. And one may be robbing stores. <laughs> right. And like and like Jay said, he went to, like, the dollar store, uh, 7-Eleven. You can go in Dollar General and get what you need for, for five dollars and be done and to be good. And you mean to tell me he couldn't come up off come up off five dollars, he had to go in there and steal? Well maybe he's I testing mean, out the free joints that they passing out because they said that they think that drugs may have been a motive. So outside of being a thief, thou should not steal, Jay. Isn't that in the Bible? I know that's it is. in the book. You're in the book. Well, in addition to that, then it appears that he has a drug problem. Now, now, it also said in the story, and they didn't expand on it, but that he was a convicted felon. And I don't know who elected him, or I don't know the process for hiring a pastor or appointing a pastor at this particular church for this ministry. But, and I'm not against reform, but I think that there may have been some signs, possibly, that would make them think he might not have been the best man for a job. And if somebody is that far out on dr- a circle, K, really? Uh, anyway. He looked well, long hard for that one. Y'all don't have mm. him up there on that side of the state. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So regardless, why go circle K, 7-Eleven, family dollar? If that's going to support his drug habit. Right. And did um, he do this all in one night or this was over a span of time? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think it was in a short span of time. I said, one of the surveillance looked like he was looking into the camera like, neighbor? <laughs> uh, I mean, let me just say, speaking of that, I will post it. He did not, he didn't have a disguise or anything, did he? No, he was just in his regular clothes. <laughs> he was gone. He was gone. <laughs> he was gone. Well, you know what? Uh, that's it for this bit. And, of course, I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. If you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's area code 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. And... We are still welcoming submissions for T's Top Teens or Hometown Heroes. 
If you are a rising artist or no one, let us feature your music. If you have a business or product you would like to spotlight during the show, let us know. We will be testing retail locations, restaurants, and products to bring our listeners feedback for consumers. Look for things that are T-endorsed. That means they were tested and proven to be of quality with our highest regard and recommendation. We have a lot in store for you in 2017, so continue to stay tuned as we continue to bring you nothing less than our best. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music, and new shows will continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. When you live for a strong purpose, then hard work isn't an option, it is a necessity. Steve Pavlina. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week? You've been listening to Talking with Teeth.